You've seen a lot of spies in action in your favorite spy movies. You ever pictured yourself as one? Ah, now you can discover your inner spy skills at the Spyscape Museum in New York City, which we just toured. This is Tom Pizzotto. And Dan Silvestri. Join us as we're cracking the code of spy movies. Check us out at our website, spymovienavigator.com, the worldwide community of spy movie fans, spy movie podcasts, videos, discussions, and more. Please subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app. Yeah, I just came back from New York City. My daughter ran the New York City Marathon there three weeks after she ran the Chicago Marathon. She's got to stop running. Oh That's a lot God. of running. It's a lot of running. And so we're in New York City, and, of course, the event was the marathon. But we, I, I escaped to the Spicegate Museum for a couple of hours and uh, had some fun there. But in the meantime, after the marathon, we went to Ellis Island. I had never been to Ellis Island. Oh, yeah, Island. I've been there. Yeah. It is impressive and intimidating. If you were coming into this country, I think they were like, I think it was from 1890s to 1954 they were coming yeah. through there. If you were coming from, if you were coming into the United States from the East, you more more than likely you're coming through. Yeah, my, no, no, my, my grandfather came in through there in 1916. Yeah, so this is, my grandfather came in 1910. So, so the Monday after the marathon, we went to Ellis Island and we looked up my grandfather in 1910. Then there was a guy there helping us. I think his name was John. And he he was helping us. And he said, yeah, your your grandfather and two other people were supposed to be on the ship Florida in 1910, but their their line their entries are lined out. So they missed that ship or they canceled it and they got on another ship. So they got on another ship and he's like, okay. And we're looking up the names and they're, they're all kinds of crazy names. His name was Giovanni Silvestri, right? Yeah. So there was a couple of Giovanni Silvestri's. He was from Arnara, Italy, and there were a couple of people from Arnara, Italy there. But there was one that was spelled all kinds of crazy names. His name was Giovanni Battiste Silvestri. So there is one that's like C-I-O-G dot Battisto or something. <laughs> Batigo. That's what it was. Batigo. And he said, click that. That's probably it because they wrote down whatever they thought they heard. They, whatever they heard, yeah. yeah absolutely. So we clicked that, and it is him. Nice. It's like, holy jeez. And he said, oh, yeah, he came in from 1910. He actually stayed with, uh, uh, it looks like a cousin, Luigi. And I, I said, do, could, do we know where he stayed, the, the address? And he says, yeah, it looks like it's 144 or 146 on Mulberry Street in Little Italy. In Little Italy. So nice. that Well, night, it's cool how much you can get off of that database there. It, it's amazing yeah. what they have. Yeah. And this guy was really helpful. And so my daughter and I take this the train that night and we walked through Chinatown first, which you get off and you're like in another world. Right. When you get off the oh, train. Yeah, and, there, and Chinatown's like, right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow. And a couple of blocks later, it's little Italy, which is much smaller now than it used to be. So my daughter and I are looking around and you know, we're looking at the buildings. We're right there on Mulberry street. One of these buildings is the building. My grandfather stayed in more than likely. So we're looking at the one that was 144. It was a Christmas store or something. And it didn't look that old. You know, he came in 1910. So I was like, yeah, my daughter says, like, let, let's go in the bakery cafe and we'll ask. So we go in and we ask. Do you get a cannoli there? They've got great cannolis there. Well, I'll tell you about that. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we, we talked to the, the lady there, the waitress, and she's like, yeah, hey, come on. Look, she comes out on the street with us. We're walking up and down the street with her. It's just like, this is like a movie already. And she said, uh, you know, I, I really don't know. 
and there's another guy in there who might be able to help us. And so she goes back in and gets the guy, and he comes out. He said, yeah, what's up? What's going on here? I said, well, we're looking for the building my grandfather came to live in for a few weeks or whatever before he moved to Chicago after he got here from Italy in 1910. He said, what's the address? I said, eh, we think it was 140. We walk outside, and there's, he said, now, 144. He said, that building was built 65 years ago. He said, it cannot be that building. The guy across the street's yelling at, hey, how, how do you know that building was built 65 years ago? He said, because that's, that's when I was born. And was he, well, what was it before that? He said, I don't know what it was before that. I wasn't born. This is like, again, <laughs> just like a movie. You can't write this stuff. Okay. Daughter, you got to love characters. My daughter right? and I are roaring. Awesome. So he's like, no, this is the building. It's 146. So we actually had the electronic copies now from Ellis Island on right. my phone. Because we re-registered. So we're looking it up, and it's like, no, that's a one, that's a six. That's not a four. And the 146 building is standing in front of us. There's a restaurant on the first floor. It was closed at the time because of a fire. So he said, this is the building your grandfather was in. This building was built in 1900, oh, and this cool. restaurant opened in 1902. It's like, holy jeez. So I'm thinking, this is pretty cool. So I took a bunch of pictures of the building and everything else, which is kind of neat to to find this kind of thing. And then he was really nice. Uh, but he but he was talking a little bit about that. He said, where are you guys from? I said, Chicago. And he mentioned some re Italian restaurant in Chicago or whatever. And he said, you know that? Yeah, I said, yeah, we know that place. I know that place. I I, I grew up in that neighborhood, and I actually went to school with the, with the kids who are running the restaurant now. And he said, oh, get out of here. He said something <laughs> a little more. <laughs> Let's just say forget about it. Yeah. He said, I'm calling right now. <laughs> so he's, we're standing in front of the building in New York City and Mulberry Street in front of the building my grandfather was, and he's calling this guy. He's, hey, I'm standing here with a guy from Chicago. He says he knows you. I'm going to put him on the phone. So he puts me on the phone. We talk a little bit. And he said, oh, those are my cousins. <laughs> Get out of here. It's, it's a small world, man. It really anyway, is. of course, that was one of the highlights of the trip other than the marathon and Spicecape. Uh, that was that was wild. That, so we, that we, is cool. We did go in and buy some cookies. Yeah. And we did have a cannoli. They have good cannolis. There. The cannoli was good. He said, yeah. you want a cannoli? I said, yeah, I want a cannoli. You want me to wrap it up? I said, no, I'm going to eat it right in front of you. I want to tell you what I think. He's like, okay, go ahead. I said, hey, that's a damn good cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> then we bought a cookies. My daughter says, well, we a dozen cookies. He said, we, we don't sell them by the, by the dozen. We sell them by the pound. He said, like, you tell me what you want. I find the right box. We put it in the box, and we wait. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll take two of those, two of those. He, he goes and gets a box, two of those. Okay. And then my daughter says, ah, I want two of the black and white cookies because New York's famous for black and white right. cookies. And he goes, I got to get another box. <laughs> too small now. <laughs> he, puts, he puts all the cookies in the, in the other box, and then he's holding up my daughter. He says, you want to try one of the black and white cookies now? And she says to him, this is great. She says to him, don't you want to weigh it first? <laughs> He's roaring. He's that's like, good. Ah, that's good. Anyway, that was fun. That was a good time. All right, Dan. So we've heard about your exploits trying to find where you're known as from. Yeah. Uh, now, good. you also went to the Spyscape Museum when you were there. Oh, yeah. Right. Tell us about that. <laughs> that means it's time for the smartest spy in the room. Yeah, we're going to cut to some of the clips that we recorded while we were there. And here we go. We are all being watched as we move through our daily lives. Being watched and analyzed in ways previously unimaginable. 
All right, we're at the Spyscape Museum in New York City with Ian Oldiker, the general manager of Spyscape. This is a cooler, cool museum. This isn't like a, a regular museum. Ian, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's, what's happening here? Yeah, you gave a great lead-in. It's a different type of museum. We're a contemporary museum, a brand-new, innovative brand that really looks at um, skills of a spy and how each person has those types of skills and can discover them on their own. All of our, all of our exhibitry uh, tries to take you on a personal journey where we expose you and teach you new things that you didn't even know you had and how those things uh, might be applicable in the spy world. Okay, so this museum, you're actually doing stuff here. You're coming here. You're not just looking at exhibits here. You're actually going to participate in some spy stuff. That's correct. This is a 100% interactive museum. Uh, so we're taking cool. you through seven different galleries of interactive exhibitions and testing your abilities just like you would be tested in the spy world. Wow. Now, I read a little bit about you had some people helping you design this, psychologists and a British intelligence uh, Person, right? That's right. We've got a great team uh, contributing to the overall uh, methodology of our profiling system. Uh, and one of those was a former head of training from MI6. Wow. Um, so we've had some actual spies involved in creating uh, this experience. How much better can you get than that, huh? Yeah. I mean, come on, that's cool. Yeah. All right. So tell us what the, you told us a little bit about the approach. So what are the kinds of things you can do here? I mean, what things will these spies, when we get spies from all over the world coming here, what are they going to do when they're in here? So our galleries are set up with seven different themes, and each theme is a different spy skill. And we start with encryption. So in the first gallery, you're going to be testing your cipher skills and your wow. deciphering skills. Uh, in the second gallery, we look at deception, and you literally are going to learn how to lie and spot liars. Oh, wow. Third gallery, we look at surveillance and your ability to uh, look at a surveillance room, uh, wear a headset, answer questions, and uh, your powers of observation are really tested. Wow. Uh, then we look at hacking, and we look at three types of hacking, gray hat, white hat, black hat, uh, and we sort of give you an overview of the different worlds and the roles in hacking. And then we take you in the special observation area, uh, special operations area. Oh, operations. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. And uh, we actually have a, a laser tunnel as our special operations challenge. Uh -huh. And we test your agility and your uh, quickness yeah. and your ability to negotiate um, around lasers. Um, wow. And then we take you to the intelligence gallery and show you a more traditional approach with a lot of uh, objects that are used in the intelligence world. Okay. So those are uh, real objects, you think, that are Absolutely. used? Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to share a little of those secrets here, huh? Sure, sure. <laughs> you get to see some of them. Um, right. Some great things like, you know, uh, around corner telescopes, uh, nickels uh, nice. with secret compartments, things like that. It's Very cool. And all that stuff's really real stuff. I mean, I've read a lot of books on this stuff, and there were, even in World War II, there were a lot of these kinds of yeah. things around. Great gadgets and fantastic yeah. spy stories. Each gallery uh, that teaches you a spy skill also has a true-life spy story that accompanies it. Oh, For nice. instance, our first gallery is encryption. Not only do you learn about your skills and your ability in ciphering and deciphering, you learn about Alan Turing and the, Enigma uh -huh. machine, the effort to uh, break the Enigma uh, machine. The imitation game. That's correct. Yeah, and that's all true. Alan Turing. Very much. I think the original computers, if I'm not mistaken, were called Turing machines. That's right. After Alan. Yeah, so, so we have one of the pretty cool. props from the imitation game called a bomb uh, uh, yeah. with an E at the end, and that's uh, one of the uh, computer machines that was used to uh, 
break the Enigma codes. So how many people feel feel really bad when they walk out here and they fail all these tests? Or, or are they doing pretty good? <laughs> there, there's no right or wrong. Everything basically puts you in a range uh, where you find out how your personality, your skills would measure up in the spy world. And we basically assign you one of 10 different archetypes. Uh, the profiling system looks at your scores as you go through all the galleries and then matches those scores with an archetype. And the archetypes can be uh, spy master, they can be counterintelligence officer, special operations officer, hacker. Just There's like real life. Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, uh, Ian, uh, I'm sure you did this. You ran through this. How, mm -hmm. how did you do? Uh, I've done it a few times. So I, I've, uh, I typically get surveillance officer over and over again. So okay, yeah, yeah. I, apparently is I'm that a safer different. job than uh, you know, being, Maybe. being a spy on the street or something? <laughs> it is a spy on the street. I mean, uh, that's cool. Just different type of street. All right. So what are the what, what's the toughest thing you would say uh, of all the galleries? What's the toughest thing to do here? Um, I don't know if it's the toughest, but every one of them has their own challenges, and every one of them presents it based upon your personality presents a tougher or a less tough challenge based upon who you are. And that's kind of what we're trying to go for is to yeah. really identify for people what their strengths are. People do love the laser tunnels, though, the special operations challenge. Um, that's just a great experience, yeah, a fun you, thing to do. You've seen that kind of thing in some of the spy mm -hmm. movies, Mission mm -hmm. Impossible. Yep. And yep. So Catherine that's pretty Zeta cool. Jones and Entrapment is a popular reference that we get about it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, how many spies a year would you say come, <laughs> come through here? Uh, they're good spies. <laughs> they're not telling us. I, I have no idea, but we've had a few. And yeah. uh, like I said, a great team with some actual experts in the field uh, contributed to everything here. So it's yeah. been a pleasure to have them stop by. Yeah. I think we read somewhere you, you really gain insights into your own personality here. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, doing these different tests, it's a little different for everybody. So what kind of insights can you really gain? When you walk out of here and you've done all these things and you've been successful at some of them, maybe mm -hmm. some better than others, what kind of insights in your own personality and the sure. kinds of things you could do in your life happen here? I'll give you two examples. Some of it Great. is just how to approach cybersecurity and your own personal safety with privacy of your data, who's looking at your data and how you might be a little safer and guard your data. Uh, and the other thing is something as simple as our lie detection challenge. You might learn something about how to spot a liar, like uh, whether they have a, a quivering lip or they're touching their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you never know. In a conversation, you might spot that in somebody who's telling you something and think about it a little bit differently. All right. So this is all cool stuff. Yeah. All right. That's nice. Now, um, what's the next step for you guys here? You've got, what, eight galleries, you said? Uh, we've got seven galleries. Seven galleries. So what's next for Spyscape? Well, Spyscape is going to be a global brand, and we are hoping to expand into many more cities with uh, many more Spyscapes all over the world. We also have a lot of digital products on our website right now. We have cybersecurity uh, academy training. Uh, we also have you know, different different educational opportunities on our website uh, we have a great space for events here every now and then as well so you know we're looking to bring a lot of our message out to as many people as possible so you do corporate team building and things like that too that's here a great point that'd we be do. a great yeah be a this great, is a uh, wonderful experience for corporate team building uh, we have a product dedicated just for that so we encourage all companies to look us up and and uh, bring their staffs here because competing against each other and finding out you know, yeah. who's good at laser tunnels and spotting liars. It's a great thing for the workplace. <laughs> Excellent. So um, uh, what's the, who's the most famous person? Can you tell? Come on, this is I, a spy place. Uh, you can't tell, right? Yeah, no, we, we've had a few. We've had a few. Um, 
Yeah, we've had some some people in business. We've had a few uh, politicians come through. We've had a couple yeah, of uh, different different celebrities come through just as visitors who wanted to uh, sort of stay off the grid a little bit. But right, um, right. You know, we, we've had a really great turnout so far. We've been open about 18 months, and it's been fantastic. Great. That's fantastic. So uh, if people from all over the world want to get a hold of you, uh, Ian, how do they find Spyscape? Well, Spyscape.com is our website and has all the information for ticketing and visiting this location, but it also has information about, uh, as I said, our academy and a lot of our other uh, digital experiences. All right. Thanks a lot. That was fantastic. My pleasure. I'm going to take a look around here and see how well I can do. That's right. <laughs> All right, we're walking into the first gallery, and I'm gonna I'm gonna test myself here. If I don't do well, I'm not gonna tell you. Uh, but, but here, here we go. It looks like this is uh, the encryption uh, gallery. Yes. All right. Oh, that looks like the original Enigma machine they captured from a U uh, a U boat, I believe. That looks cool. That's that's nice. I like it. This is a very cool room. What are the age groups of people coming in through here, Ian? It's been all over the place. We've had, uh, you know, it, it's specifically designed for anyone from about 9 or 11 up. Um, but we've been all over. Families have come in with, with kids, have a great time. Like you see this kid over yeah. here. Yeah. And then um, we, lots of adults find it kind of like a playground. You know? Oh, yeah. This is an adult playground. This is fascinating. Very cool stuff. Here we got a, looks like a... It's an enigma that was thrown in a German lake to destroy it, and then it was fished out. This is a real one. Yep. This is cool. We're looking at a real enigma machine. It's all rusted out and everything else. And just to see this kind of thing and the, the role this thing played in World War II is amazing. And here's one sitting right here at the Spyscape Museum. Very cool. Very cool. Robert Hansen, we're in the deception room. Aha! Special assistant to assistant director in charge of information assurance division. That's a good title. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. So, this is going to be a challenge. What are we looking at here, Ian? We're, uh, we've got. These are old lie detection kits. Lie detection kits. Wow. Polygraph kits. Yeah. Did any of these polygraph kits really work? In my estimation? Or yeah. in, in the actuality? Re- yeah. I believe the legalese is they're not accepted into trials, but I. I yeah. I, but I somehow or another, they did give you an inclination as to what was really I, happening. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think People so too. have been using them for a while, so. Yeah, yeah. You want to do something, right? Yeah, this is cool. So these are all different kinds of lie detector machines. Yep. Yep. You see the evolution of the ones? Yeah, right. I remember the uh, little squiggly line ones. Wow. So what can we do? What can somebody do in this room? Uh, this gallery is all about spotting liars, and uh, the best way to do that is in our deception challenge. All right, let's try that lie, just, lie just, just to do it. All right. <laughs> Let's let's try the deception. Oh, pull and go right in. Oh, we got to go in. Go. Oh my God! You're on your own in here. Holy jeez! All right, uh, I'm in a in a, in a little room here. <laughs> I got to take a picture. 
Okay. I'm in a little room here. I'm scanning my ID bracelet. Here I go. Scanning it. Gonna scan it. There. I think I got it. Yeah. Welcome to Deception. Whoa. Place your finger on the sensor in front of you and look at the center of the screen. Alright. I am. This is pretty wild. For the following questions, you must lie. Ready? Yeah. When did you last visit a spy museum? 22 years ago. What's your earliest memory? Uh, yesterday. Have you ever been to space? What did you like about it? Uh, just twice. Yes, I liked it because it was far away. Now remove your finger from the sensor. Analyzing results. Smiling or laughing can suggest you feel nervous or uncomfortable about the question you've been asked. Aha! Uh -huh. Lying can often be stressful, and people tend to this is cool when they're stressed. Before we begin the next part, here are some other signs of lying. Pursed lips. <laughs> this is Anna. The FBI have her in for questioning. She'll be presented with a series of suspects and asked if she knows any of them. After each answer, press red if you think she lied, press green if you think she told the truth. Look very carefully at this individual. Hmm. I don't think that I know this person. No, no, I've never met him, never. What about this person? So when did Anna lie? Here are the answers. All right, people. let's see how I... I just, all right, I didn't do too well. Or too trusting okay. or too suspicious. <laughs> We're in the surveillance room. When you uh, use your RFID. All right, let's try that. You'll need this on first, so i got to add, add even more equipment <laughs> to you. All right, thank you. Ooh. And it's basically going to be voice recognition asking you questions about what you see up here. All right. So now i got to look around and All make right. sure I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm going to turn the mic off for now, not to embarrass myself further. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Sure, we will. Camera 21. Yes. Hacking room. <laughs> this is kind of cool. All right, we're in a bond room here. It's very cool. Exhibit here. Aha. There's Q. Flipping the plates, valid in all countries. Three plates. Very cool. We're going to continue. Going on to the bond stuff. Ah. 
There we are. The DB5. <laughs> All right, this is cool. All right, we're looking at the DB5. This looks this looks like a real DB5. It is a real DB5. I got to take some pictures of that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, this is the real DP5 from GoldenEye, one of the two surviving cars. One of them was smashed up pretty much in the movie. This one survived production. And Spicegate Museum here in New York bought this DB5 from GoldenEye for about $2.6 it looks like, from uh, an auction. So <laughs> this is pretty cool. Actually, looking at the car, looking at... Uh, I know we've seen uh, photos of Pierce Brosnan leaning against the right headlight and so on. I'm standing right there. This is this is great. This is one of the best, of course, iconic cars of James Bond. And they, they have one here at the Spy Museum. Uh, one of the highlights of the Bond exhibit here. Great stuff. Ian mentioned the special operations room. This is kind of fun. This is where the laser tunnel is. And I, I tried it out. Of course, I, I couldn't, uh, I wasn't recording as I was doing it because you have to actually uh, maneuver over lasers. Like, like if you've seen the movies Entrapment, Mission Impossible, these are movies that use these laser kind of tunnels where they're protecting a particular device or machines or intelligence or data. And so this one, you get to actually do it and see how well you do. I did okay. <laughs> But it, this is um, one of the highlight galleries, so definitely make sure you spend some time here in the special operations room in the laser tunnel. Great stuff. Fun, fun, fun. I finished up my tour of the Spyscape Museum by running through the intelligence gallery. And that is pretty cool because they got real spy stuff there, like Ian mentioned. Uh, different kinds of, of things like uh, buttons that you could hide microfilm in and different kinds of real gadgets that that came from the real spy world so that's really one of the fun galleries to look around for real stuff and then lastly you go to your debriefing and then you you, you put your tag in again you, you you log in with your bracelet and you get your debriefing and your classification so all of this is just fun stuff. It's a great place. I would highly recommend coming to Spicecape Museum in New York City. It's a lot of fun. It's interactive. It's constant fun the whole time you're here. We talked to a bunch of people that really liked it. And I would say, check it out. Spicecape Museum, Spicecape.com, New York City. Spy Movie Navigator loves it. Remember, at the Spicecape Museum, it's all about you. So come here and figure it all out. And determine what kind of spy you be. Now, Dan, there were a couple things you talked about that, that were really cool. I mean, I love the concept that they've got a DB5. Yeah. I mean, it's just so cool to be able to see that. But there were a couple things from the spy stuff that I really thought, I want to see that Enigma machine. Yes. Oh, it was cool. That, that played such an important part in our history. And Alan Turing was so important. We both come from the computer industry. And there's equivalent to the Nobel Peace, you know, the Nobel Prize is the Turing Award. It's yes. a million dollar award to somebody from 
their contributions to computer science. Yes. And it's named after this guy. Yeah, yeah. They had a mock-up of the Alan Turing machine, too, that yeah. he, from the imitation game thing. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, that, I've got to see that, <laughs> yeah, that right? That's cool. Very and, cool. And I really want to get to that intelligence gallery thing that you were talking about where they had, like, the coins where you would hide things and stuff. Cause yeah, this that, was real stuff that, that they really brought, used. Yeah, that brought me back to the first few Bond movies where, where you know, Sean Connery's Bond was actually using stuff like the, the briefcase in From Rush With Love. Yeah, yeah. Where that, they had the stuff hidden in there. That's the kind of thing I imagine I'm going to see when I go into that intelligence gallery. And that's, like, real spy yeah, you're stuff seeing real stuff that they brought in the movies that I think they've gotten a little away from and I'd like to see brought back in more. Because it's that's really kind of the sneaky stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it but, is. But um, it's a fun gallery. But then I've got to see that Enigma machine. The Enigma machine. It was cool, especially the one they had there. That was it was literally retrieved from a lake. <laughs> so it's mean, all rusted out. Because that thing and wow. Alan Turing was so important to our history. I'm so bummed. My my daughter went to New York University, so yeah. she did her four years there, and now she left New York and went elsewhere for grad school, and she left a couple months before they opened up Spyscape. So I'm going to have to get back to New York now to see that, to see this theater. Yeah, this I would highly recommend it to everybody traveling to New York. If you're interested in spy movies and spy stuff, check out the Spyscape Museum. It's fun. Sounds like it. So thanks for joining us as we continue cracking the code of spy movies. We had a great time at Spyscape. This is Dan Silvestri. And Tom Pizzotto. From SpyMovieNavigator.com. Spy movie podcasts, videos, discussions, and more. Please subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app.